Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grace and various video games and social media. Welcome to episode zero of Geekitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. We're starting with episode zero because this is my first time doing anything with podcasting. So the purpose of this episode is to jump in, get my feet wet, and most importantly, to introduce myself and the show to all of you out there listening. The word geekitude is a combination of the words geek and aptitude. Your geekitude is your self-measure of what makes you a geek. No two people have the same geekitude. Think of all the geeky rivalries we have. There's Star Wars versus Star Trek. In Star Trek, you have the original series versus the next generation. Uh, you have Marvel versus DC. You have Apple versus Microsoft. You have Xbox versus PlayStation. The list goes on and on and on. Maybe you're a Whovian Trekker who plays Call of Duty and loves the Hunger Games. Or maybe you're a Trekkie Potterhead who cosplays and reads Marvel comics, but not DC, except Batman. Or maybe you're a mythic WoW rating Twihard who's into classic horror and D&D. No matter what your fandom, interest, or activity, your geekitude is what makes you unique in the growing world of geekdom. But with great geekitude comes great responsibility. There's a lot of negativity in our community, which sucks because we all love geeky things, so why can't we just get along? But that brings me to the purpose of this podcast. I'm creating this podcast as a place for geeks to come together and support each other, share our passions, and work together to create a more supportive, enjoyable environment to geek out in. Nobody's geektitude is better than anyone else's. And not only that, but we can't possibly have a high geektitude in all areas. If you ask me about Marvel before the mid-2000s, I can tell you more than you ever wanted to know, but I know very little about anything they've published in the last 10 years. So my geekitude is pretty low there. And I'm going to admit this now. I've seen about six episodes of Doctor Who. It's not that I'm not interested. It's just that there's only so much time in any given day, and I feel like there's just way too much to have to catch up on at this point. So when our geekitude is low... In a certain area, why not reach out to other geeks who know and love that stuff more than we do? So my hope is is that we can come together like an IMF team, pool our knowledge, pool our resources, and pool our skills to create a community that we can be a part of without judgment. Unless you're a Fifty Shades of Grey fan, then we'll all judge you. We'll just keep it to ourselves. No, I'm just kidding. So now that you know a little bit about geekitude and how I define it, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about me. Now, this is the place where normally we'll talk with a guest if we have one on, but I figure instead of interviewing a guest, I'll kind of answer the interview questions myself so that way you have a better idea of who you're dealing with. I'm 37 years old. I live in Palm Springs, California with my wonderful and supportive husband. I'm a teacher. I teach high school English and drama, and I mentor my school's esports team. So what areas of geekitude am I high in? I like to think of myself as pretty diverse. I'm a gamer, but I play mostly Blizzard games, World of Warcraft, and Hearthstone. Um, I love The Sims. I think I've played every version that's ever come out. Uh, I also play a lot of Skyrim, but I have that continuing problem of starting a character and then deciding about five or six hours in that I want to play a different character. So... That's a little bit of a sticking point for me. I still have not finished that game. Uh, as far as TV goes, I'm all about comic book shows. Uh, I love The Arrow and The Flash, and I'm looking forward to Legends of Tomorrow. I also really love Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I can't wait till that starts back up. 
Uh, I'm a big zombie buff, so I'm all about Walking Dead right now. I think Fear the Walking Dead is good, could be a little bit better. This last summer, my husband and I caught up on Orphan Black. We absolutely loved it. Cannot wait until that comes back out in April. And uh, I'm a real big fan of the Marvel movie franchise. I think they're doing a really good job with the various movies. And it's nice to know that when you go, you're going to get a pretty good product, which... You know, for so long, anybody who followed comic book movies knows that you just never knew what you were going to get. Sometimes they were just awful. So I'm, I'm really excited about what they're putting out right now. Where is my geekitude low? Um, as I said before, I don't know much about Doctor Who. Uh, anytime I go to start watching it, it just looks so overwhelming. It's so massive as far as fandom goes. It's very hard to get into if you're new. And I gotta say, some of the earlier episodes are just rough, but I've been told that if you push through, it gets a lot better, so it is still on my to-do list. Um, I'm not a console gamer, so I don't play a lot of first-person shooters. Um, I've never really owned a console. I think the last console I owned was, I don't know, an old-school Nintendo that was probably actually my brother's. And I've really fallen behind in comics. I don't read them very much anymore. I think I stopped reading Marvel comics somewhere in the late, mid to late 2000s. I just felt like they kept dropping their teams and then dropping their storylines and everything kind of seemed very mishmash together. But apparently they're doing really well with a lot of their titles right now, and I'm honestly thinking of getting back into a few of them. Uh, it's just a matter of time. There's a lot of a lot of reading on my schedule to do, so we'll have to see how that all goes. As far as things that I'm doing right now, mostly I'm just trying to get Geektitude up and running. Um, I, as I said before, I just started an esports team at our school, so that's a new venture. should be a lot of fun. And I'm hoping to start regularly reporting on geek culture in general. Uh, I really think that since I'm an English teacher, I think it is important to show my students that I can write too. And so that's kind of one of my goals for this year. My favorite fandom right now probably is Warcraft, just because I'm very excited about the expansion that's coming out. Legion should be amazing. I have not been a big fan of Warlords. It was just different, and I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it was for me. So I'm spending a lot of time catching up, getting characters to 100, and then just kind of leaving them there and waiting for the next expansion to come out. Um, I'm also a big zombie fan, so if it's a Romero or Brooks zombie, I'm all about it. Love The Walking Dead. I do have two guilty pleasures. The first is Teen Wolf. I know that is completely marketed to teenage girls, but I had a student tell me once that I speak very fluent teenage girls, so I think it's a, a good place to learn. And my husband and I are also big, big brother fans. A lot of people don't even know that it's still on, but yes, it is still on. I think we've watched consistently since season seven. Absolutely love Big Brother. And so that's coming to a close, I think, this week. So that's basically it as far as interview questions go. Uh, it gives you an idea of where I'm coming from, what some of my likes and dislikes are. And so when we have guests in the future, and hopefully we'll have one very soon, uh, we'll run them through very similar questions and get to know them. This next part is where myself and a guest, if we have one, will talk about the things that we did that were geeky this week. 
And so this week, I have to say I'm catching up on my Walking Dead. Uh, I'm going back and reading the Year 8 compilation, the hardback compilation, and I ordered the next three because I'm about three years behind on it. And so I'm going to hopefully catch up before Walking Dead starts up again in October because I'd like to kind of know what's going on. One of the things I really like about Fear the Walking Dead is that I have no idea what's going on. Part of the fun of original Walking Dead is going, oh, that's different than it was in the comic book. And, oh, I wonder why they did that or how they are going to do this. And with Fear the Walking Dead, it's all completely new. Now, I wish the pace on Fear the Walking Dead would get a little bit faster. I think it has like a good episode and the baddest episode. Well, not bad, just slower episode. And uh, I would like to see them kind of be a little bit more consistent. But I think people need to remember that Walking Dead was a little bit like that when it first started out, too. I don't know. I'm giving it a chance. I want it to be really good. I really do. I want it to be good. I have also been doing a lot of Warcraft lately. I've uh, been rolling a bunch of different characters my brother's coming back to play, and we haven't played together in, I don't know, since Cataclysm. So I'm very much looking forward to the next expansion coming out. And I've been doing a lot of PvP. When I originally started back in Burning Crusade, I was on a PvP server, and I had a lot of fun doing PvP. But around Cataclysm, I actually moved because I was tired of being in battlegrounds and having people use kind of derogatory statements. The word fag got tossed around way too much for my liking. And so after a while, I was like, that's it. I'm done. Uh, I moved my main to Proudmore, which is known to be more LGBT friendly. And so I stayed there for a really long time. I've actually moved my character back to his original server because my brother's back playing and I'm going to give it another try. And I have to say so far, it hasn't been too bad. I think people just don't chat anymore in chat, which honestly, if that's what it takes for people not to be using derogatory terms in, in battlegrounds, uh, I'm okay with it. But I, I forgot how much I love PVP. It's so much fun. It can be frustrating at times, but I've I've really enjoyed it. I'm also trying to get a monk up to level 100. Uh, I think I'm going to join a couple friends in 3v3s and do some arena, which I've never done before. I mean, we did a little bit back in, I don't know, maybe Wrath, but I don't know. It has been a very long time since I played PvP, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I may actually even try and put out some content because there's not a lot out there on PvP. There's some websites, but not a lot of podcasts or streams as far as, you know, how to PvP for beginners. <laughs> and I'm certainly a beginner. I have lost a lot of my knowledge. But that's Warcraft. Um, I've been playing Hearthstone. I tried the Paladin Secrets deck. Not a big fan. Uh, I did well the first night, but after that, it's been not so great. I have been playing... Hunter Snakes and Drakes. It's a deck that I heard about from Tell on Top Deck King's podcast. They also talked about it a little bit on Hearthcore, which is another great Hearthstone podcast if you're interested in Hearthstone. And I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's a fun deck. And so that's what I've been working with. I've done whatever deck I need to do to get my dailies done, and then I switch over to Snakes and Drakes and try and rank up. I'm only on rank 15 right now. I think my highest this season has been 13, but I haven't put in a lot of time on ladder, so 
I can't really say that I'm not doing great. I just haven't put much time into it, and I don't know that I'm going to get that high this season. And finally, uh, my esports team at school. We've been trying to figure out exactly how this is all going to run. We've never competed against other schools before. We're trying to put together our teams. We have no idea what we're doing. But I think it's cool. The kids are kind of running it themselves, and I'm kind of there just to make sure that they're doing everything responsibly. And I think it's going to be a great experience for them. Uh, I'm interested to see how they do um, their first round. I know I have a few really good League of Legends players. I know very little about League of Legends, so I'm kind of learning as as we go along. And It's kind of fun to have students teach you about things because you're always trying to teach them things. But when they feel like they're an expert in an area and they can teach you, I think it, it really does a lot for their self-esteem. It's, it's fun to watch. So that's basically it for my geekiness this week. This is the time where we're going to move into the news. And I'm going to try and cover things that go on in the previous week, just different articles and news bits that I've seen over the course of the week. I tend to look a lot at uh, Den of Geek, uh, comicbook.com, Newsrama, places like that. So links to all the articles that I'm using for this will be in the show notes, and a link to those will be, uh, I'll have a, a Google Doc with a link that you can go and follow all of those links to the actual articles. I think we should start with Marvel this week. Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back, and they've put out a lot of promo material. It looks like the whole gang is coming back. I know when we left off, and spoilers for anybody who did not finish the season last spring, um, it looks like Simmons is okay. She's featured in all the art, but last we saw she got sucked up into a weird obelisk kind of thing. But we have a new haircut for Skye, who's now going by Daisy Johnson. All the regulars seem to be returning. I somehow missed that Ward is now the head of Hydra, and so I'm not quite sure exactly when that happened, but the promotional material seemed to suggest that that is what is going on, and it looks good. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a fun show this season. I know they're going to focus a lot on um, Sky, I guess Daisy now, and them putting together a kind of mini Avengers, and I want to say they're the secret defenders in the comic books, but I could be getting that wrong, because again, I have not read comic books in a good five or six years, but it looks fun regardless. I think we're going to see a lot more superhuman power battles going on, and I, I always find that to be a lot of fun. One of the reasons why I was questioning whether they were the secret defenders in the comic books is because... I know the Secret Defenders are going to be a series that combines all the Netflix series and makes them a team. I guess Marvel Jessica Jones, uh, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, is going to be coming out in November. And they released a whole bunch of different shots and promotional material about that. It looks a lot of fun. I, I loved Daredevil. I think it was great. It was a little on the darker side, which is okay for me. I know my husband is not a fan of the darker shows that we watch, and that definitely was one of them. and It kind of pushed his violence levels to the max, but I think uh, I think it was very well done. It was very interesting, and I, I love what they did with the Kingpin and how they kind of made him very, I thought, sympathetic for a very long portion of the series, which is interesting because I don't know that he's always been, that, that we always see that side of him. So it was definitely a different take on the character as far as I'm aware. Uh, they've also released some more news about Luke Cage. He's not going to start until sometime in 2016, and people are guessing probably the fall. 
because Daredevil Season 2 uh, with The Punisher is going to be coming in the spring. So it looks like right now they're going to do Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage. What I'm wondering is if they're going to then go Jessica Jones or if they're going to go back to a Season 3 of Daredevil. I guess it really depends on how well Jessica Jones does. They've announced that Simone Missick will be playing Misty Knight. So that's kind of exciting. I know she's a very prominent character in kind of the street-level Marvel universe. I wonder if they'll ever do it. Like, I always think of this as Marvel Knights. I don't know if that's actually why. I don't know why they didn't call it that, because that's what it was for so very long. Maybe they were just trying to rebrand. But I don't know why they don't just stick a big Marvel Knights over this and kind of focus on that as the landmark title of this group of projects. But they, they seem to be using all the characters that were in the Marvel Knights franchise. So I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to see some of the other characters. I'd like to see a Moon Knight. I'd really like to see Moon Knight. I know he's not the most prominent Marvel character, but he's kind of fun, kind of different. So it'd be interesting to see if they throw him into the mix because this is definitely, you know, his power level. Hopefully that'll be somebody else that we see. Unfortunately, not everything that is being put out that is Marvel related is doing terribly well. Uh, Kate Mara this week talked about Fantastic Four. She still hasn't actually seen the movie. She says she probably will eventually, but all the really bad reviews made her quote-unquote a little bit gun-shy, which is sad. I mean, how frustrating that has to be to have a movie just completely panned. I mean, they work hard on these things, so I feel a little bad for her, but she does seem to have a good sense of humor about it. She was on a interview, I believe it was on Entertainment Tonight, and uh, she was talking with Sebastian Stan of Captain America and Michael Pena of Ant-Man, because I think they're all three in The Martian. And uh, she made the joke that hers, her movie was the biggest success since uh, the other two had just had amazing movies come out. And uh, she just threw it out there. And I guess Sebastian Stan said something like he hadn't seen the Fantastic Four. And Mara said, well, neither did the rest of the world. So at least she's got a good sense of humor about it. It's really disappointing because Fantastic Four could be a good franchise. It could be a good show, but I just don't know that anybody knows what to do with it. And we don't need to see another origin story. We really don't. Just throw them in. Just throw them into whatever world crisis they need to solve, and let's go. Let's stop trying to make origin stories for Fantastic Four. We, we got it. They, they've got powers. We, we don't care how we got Just Just go. Speaking of movies that are being put out with Marvel titles, but that aren't Marvel movies, Fox has been doing X-Men. They didn't do a great job on Fantastic Four, but they have been doing a lot of X-Men. They've got Deadpool coming out. They've got Gambit in pre-production. And apparently Marvel is cutting back on a lot of the titles that they do not own the rights to for the cinematic universe. So they don't own the cinematic rights to Fantastic Four. So they're just not doing a Fantastic Four comic book after Secret Wars. They, the Fantastic Four will not be a title. It looks like they're sending the X-Men to outer space. It sounds like people at Marvel have been told not to add any more mutants because anything they add automatically gets thrown into the rights that Fox holds. And they don't have access to those when they make their movies. 
I feel kind of bad because I love the X-Men. I think they have been my favorite comic book forever. And I think Fox is doing a decent job with them, especially since the first class reboot. I guess it was a soft reboot, but nevertheless, the, the first class reboot was very good. I, I love Days of Future Past. I think they've been doing really well. But at the same time, I can understand Marvel not wanting to put more content out there that they're not going to be able to produce movies from, especially since they have such a great momentum going with the movies that they're producing. So I understand it. It's just sad to see because I think the X-Men is a great franchise and I would hate to see the comic books die content-wise just because they can't put out any material that could eventually become new material for the movies. So we'll have to see. I hope that they can kind of reach some sort of agreement with Fox like they did with Sony. But the fact that they're doing this kind of makes me think that that has already been tried and it has not been successful. So we will see how that all works itself out. That being said, apparently after the whole Secret Wars event ends and everything gets reshuffled, Apparently, Kitty Pride is taking over the Star-Lord role in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is amazing because Kitty Pride is my absolute favorite character ever, maybe second only to Colossus. So the whole Kitty Pride colossus thing, when that was a thing, I was very excited about. But apparently she's going to be Starly, and so that's really exciting. I wonder if eventually she will become part of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie universe, because that would be awesome. It would be awesome. The Guardians of the Galaxy lineup is going to be Kitty Pride as Star Lady, uh, Drax and Groot. I think Rocket Raccoon is going to be the leader of the team. And then they're adding Venom and The Thing, which is interesting because I don't know why they would. Well, no, I guess that makes sense because if they're not going to be doing a Fantastic Four title, then, you know, might as well disperse their properties out to other comic books so they can get used to the characters. Actually, it makes a lot of sense. I also think the Human Torch is joining the Avengers, so I think that's what they're probably doing. They're farming out their different characters to properties they own and seeing if they can maybe find loopholes. We'll see. But anyway, Kitty Pride as Star Lady in Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm in. I'm in. The only thing I'm disappointed in is I do not see a Lockheed on her shoulder, and there needs to be a Purple Dragon for Kitty Pride to uh, interact with. Otherwise, it's not truly Kitty Pride, but that's just my opinion. Moving on to the DC universe, the CW DC franchises are starting to come back. They'll be coming back in early October. Season 2 Flash is putting out a whole bunch of promotional material, a very cool couple of production stills with a lot of characters that I don't know much about because I'm not a huge DC fan, although I'm loving what the CW is doing with the Flash and the Arrow. Apparently this character, Adam Smasher, is going to be making an appearance, and I gotta say that the character looks very cool. I know nothing about this. This is where my geek to toad runs low because I don't know DC, but I'm in. This guy looks amazing. Um, as far as the Arrow goes, uh, Stephen Amell took a big break from social media this week because he, he made a little bit of a controversial tweet. He made a comment that, quote, stereotyping Texas isn't any better than stereotyping Ahmed just so we're clear, and uh, this was all in reference to the 14-year-old that was arrested in Texas for having a clock that he built, and everybody said it was a bomb, and it wasn't a bomb, and everybody knew it wasn't a bomb. But it's very controversial, and he had to say something about it. And normally, I think Stephen Amell 
is pretty good about what he puts out there. He kind of tells it like it is, but he knows when to when to say something and when to not say something. And he even admits this time he probably should have just not said anything. Uh, he did a whole question and answer period. I think they were trying to do a lot of damage control. I still like the guy. I think he does a lot of good. And when you do as much interacting on social media as Stephen Amell does, I don't know that you can have a completely perfect batting record. I think something's going to slip through. And the intention behind it wasn't terrible. So hopefully people will get over it and move on pretty quickly. And I'm sure he will be a lot more careful from this point on. And since we're talking about The Flash and The Arrow, DC Legends of Tomorrow has released the first images of Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Again, I don't know a whole lot about the characters because I'm not a huge DC fan, but the characters look cool. The characters look cool. And I'm looking forward to seeing more superhero team fighting on television this season between Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Legends of Tomorrow. There should be a lot more group superhero team action. And to me, that's what I've always loved about comic books. I, I much prefer the group titles where you have a whole bunch of people who are interacting and working together and that that's kind of what makes comic books fun. So I'm, I'm very excited that they're doing all that. And finally, to round out our DC coverage this week, Robot Chicken is doing a special, a DC Comics special. Apparently this is their third, and you gotta love, you gotta love Robot Chicken. I love Robot Chicken. It's a lot of fun. This one's called Robot Chicken DC Comics Special 3 Magical Friendship, and I think it's supposed to concentrate on Superman and Batman and their interactions, so it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of the old guard are coming back for this, and it should be a lot of fun to watch. I believe it is coming out on October 18th. Keep your eyes open. Moving into movie news, Olivia Cook has been cast as Artemis in Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. How excited are you about this movie? This is going to be so much fun. I love the book. I read it over spring break this past year. I can't wait. And because Steven Spielberg is doing it, I think he has the power to pull the rights for all the different brands and different properties that are going to need to come together. Otherwise, it's just not going to be the book. So this should be a lot of fun. I, I cannot wait. And it's, it's cool to see that the casting is starting to come in. I cannot say how excited I am about this movie. It should be a lot of fun. So I'm very much looking forward to that. What I'm not necessarily looking forward to, however, is that Disney is developing a new Mary Poppins movie. Why do we need this? I'm not a huge Mary Poppins fan to begin with. It is definitely part of my childhood, so I do feel some connection to it. But how could it possibly stand the test of time? How could it possibly compare to the original? I, I just don't know that we need this. I just don't know that we need this. But they are nonetheless going forward with it. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, apparently it's going to take place 20 years after the original Mary Poppins. But I do believe they've cast somebody who's relatively young. So it's not like Julie Andrews is reprising the roles. I really don't know. I don't know what you would do with this. But we'll see. I guess we'll see. I'm, I'm just hoping that it's not terrible. Not that it would ruin my life. I don't know that I'd even go out and see it. But I don't know. Mary Poppins is such a big part of so many people's childhood. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. And that's it for the news this week. 
lots of stuff going on, but I think we're all kind of just in a holding pattern for all our shows to come back. And that needs to happen sooner rather than later because, quite honestly, my husband and I have run out of things to watch on television. And I still can't get him to watch Doctor Who. So I'm going to have to do that on my own. Speaking of Doctor Who, if anybody out there has, like, the list of essential episodes, that would be great. I would like to kind of cut through and catch up because I think that's the only way it's going to happen. Otherwise, it's going to take me forever to catch up. But anyway, that is the news this week. I have a couple of other segments that I'm going to add in here, depending on what's going on here and there. But since this is episode zero, I think we're going to cut to our final segment for the afternoon, and that is con news. And this is where I'm going to talk about the different conventions around the country that are coming out. And I get all of this information on upcomingcons.com, so you can certainly go there. But there will also be links to each individual convention in the show notes. First off, we have WeirdCon, I believe that's how it's pronounced, W-Y-R-D, I think that's going to be weird. WeirdCon 2015, aka WeirdCon 6, is a sci-fi and literature convention happening September 24th through the 27th. It will be held at the Hilton Costa Mesa in Los Angeles, California. Come to WeirdCon and experience every aspect of stories, media, books, transmedia, live action, writing, alternate reality, Traditional and more. So that is Weird Con. Wizard World Comic Con in Nashville, Tennessee. Jewel State, John Schneider, Eric Estrada, Lori Petty, Larry Wilcox, Jim Cummings, and Adam Baldwin are among the hundreds of celebrities and industry professionals at the 2015 Wizard World Comic Con Nashville. Part of North America's largest pop culture touring expo, September 25th through the 27th at the Music City Center. Thousands of fans will be on hand to celebrate the best in pop cultures, movies, comics, cosplay, video games, television, original art, collectibles, contests, and more. Top artists scheduled to attend are Michael Golden, Howard Chaikin, Ken Kelly, Larry Elmore, and more. Tickets start at $35.95. Kids 10 and under free. Visit www.wizardworld.com for more info. Baltimore Comic Con. The Baltimore Comic Con is celebrating its 16th year. The show features a vast selection of guests, costume contests, show exclusives, and more, and serves as host for the comic book industry's annual Harvey Awards Ceremony and Banquet. Go to www.baltimorecomiccon.com for any of the details as they become available. SFSE, which is Speculative Fiction Southeast, is an event for all lovers and artists of speculative fiction, a term encompassing horror, sci-fi, fantasy, paranormal, and weird. Originally an indie fiction review site, Dirty Little Books folded to community request and birthed the idea for the coolest speculative fiction party of around, a celebrity-centric event focused on the exploration of publishing and networking and the celebration of entrepreneurial passion. The Black Age is a movement of comic book creators, publishers, graphic novelists, and animated movie producers created by those that are underrepresented in the mainstream of the comic book and animation industries. The Black Age of Comics Convention will have art, writing, the publishing workshops, live entertainment, and much more. They also will have comic books, graphic novels, animated movies, posters, t-shirts, and more superheroes and heroines of characters that look like you. Experience the Black Age at Black Age of Comics Convention in Detroit, Michigan. Kraken Con is an anime, cartoons, comics, and cosplay convention that features a heavy emphasis on whimsy 
imagination, and the creative process. Their goal is to ensure attendees have an enjoyable experience via great panels, cool guests, fun events, and awesome merchandise. The Fall Kraken Con is a special one-day event aboard the USS Hornet Museum in Alameda, California on Saturday, September 26, 2015 from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets are limited and attendance cap will be in place. Uticon runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in Utica, New York. All proceeds benefit the American Cancer Society. It is the longest-running comic book show in central New York. Started in 1990. For more info, visit the website for forums and info, and the link is on our show notes. Other conventions coming in, Steamporium in Granite City, Illinois on September 26th. South Texas Collectors Expo in Laredo, Texas, September 26th and 27th, and MonstersCon, San Antonio, Texas, September 26th through 27th. And those are the comic conventions coming up in the next week. Let us know if you go to any of them. Let us know how they turned out. Did you do anything fun? Was there anything exciting going on? We'd love to hear from you. As we close out, I'd like to give some shout-outs. Uh, my students, I'd like to shout out to them because they inspire me to do things outside of my comfort zone, in which this podcast definitely is. It's been quite an experience recording the first episode, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Also like to give a shout out to my husband, who, while not geeky himself, he is very supportive and loving and keeps uploading documents to Dropbox so that they come up on my screen while I'm trying to record. But that's okay, we still love him. Anyway, you can find Geektitude and its show notes at geektitude.com. We're starting a community there, so please check out the forums, post a little note to us, let us know how we're doing, give us feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to contact me, you can contact me at joe at geektitude.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Geektitude or on Facebook, just search for Geektitude. The links are on the website, so you can click right through to all of our different social media sites. And that's it. Not bad for an episode zero. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Please, please, please let us know what you think. Send us feedback. If you're interested in co-hosting, if you'd like to be on the show and talk geeky things with me, I would love to have some other people on here. I'm going to try and get a friend or two next week. But until then, I hope you guys have a great week and keep it geek. Bye.